This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 5 pregame show. We got three top 10 matches this week in 8-man football. We'll preview Bishop LeBlanc at Archie, East Atchison at Rockport, and Worth County at King City. We'll preview all that with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is the final segment of the Week 5 pregame show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. On this segment, we're going to preview 8-man football in the state of Kansas. Let's not waste any people's time. Let's run down the Week 4 scoreboard. Here's the Bishop LeBlanc was able to defeat St. Joe Christian 44-16 to run their record of 4-0 on the regular season. King City rebounding off last week's loss to Stanberry with a 64-6 win over Pattonsburg. Worth County 4-0 this season. They defeat Albany 84-28. North Andrew off an eight-touchdown performance, but from Hayden Ecker defeats Northland Christian 88-20. East Atchison over to Cap 54-6. South Holt barely escaping with a win over Platte Valley 20-18. Rockport, 56 unanswered points to defeat Nottoway Valley, 70-24. Mound City, all over Southwest Livingston, 72-8. Stewartsville-Osborne with a win over Keatsville, 78-34. Hiawatha over Riverside, 55-0. Troy over Wabonsee, 10-8 was the final score there. Atchison with their second win this season. They defeat Wyandotte, 38-16. Mar Hill suffers their first loss of the regular season to Pleasant Ridge, 42-28. Nemaha Central over Sabetha, 19-7. ACCHS over McLeod, 58-0. Valley Heights, 62. Horton, 7. And Donovan West falls to Johnson Brock, 54-28. That is it for your Week 4 scores. We will preview everything with Week 5. Coming up after this quick commercial break, you're listening to the Week 5 pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. And welcome back to the eight-man portion here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. In this segment, now remember, we're going to run down the Kansas scores, now the Kansas schedule in this segment. Also, let's go ahead, let's talk about Week 5 of the regular season. And our first matchup that we're going to preview is going to be Bishop LeBlanc on the road at Archie. This is going to be a stiff test for the Golden Eagles. Bishop LeBlanc is ranked number 9 in the 8-man football poll, so they got their hands full with this matchup with the Whirlwinds. I had an opportunity to talk with head coach Chuck Davis like I always do every single week. We talked about last week's win over St. Joe Christian and a look ahead to this big matchup with Archie. Here's our interview with Coach Davis right now. We're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our 8-man football week 5 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles. That would be Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Coach, it feels like, it feels like I just seen you a couple days ago. So um, 
I know we're coming off that um, game Friday night against St. Joe Christian. I know we talked a lot more about the game on the week four post-game show. But, um, Coach, have you got a chance, Willie, to um, look at any film from the game on Friday? And um, any more thoughts about last week's game against St. Joe Christian? Yeah, kind of just my my initial gut reaction was was pretty spot on. They had that those two guys they have up front in eighty six and fifty five are big, physical, and do a great job of uh, attacking on both sides of the ball. Uh, I actually talked to that number eighty six after the game and told you know told him I was impressed with him and he did a good job and he said thanks, coach. It's only my second year playing football. So that that kid's impressive. Um, we, as far as our stuff, I think we did a, a, a decent job of executing our game plan, but there's still mental errors that need to be corrected. So that's what we're working on this week. Oh, absolutely. That's all you can do week by week. And definitely um, Coach Shank and his boys definitely um, came out to play a good ball game, absolutely, for sure. So definitely shout out to them. So, um, Coach, this week um, – Get a chance to um, test yourself a little bit on the schedule this week. A matchup with um, Archie is looming on the schedule. They're another top 10 team in eight-man football. Bishop Lawn, number nine in eight-man football. Archie, number eight. So, Coach, um, just your thoughts on – I think they're the whirlwinds, I want to say. Um, don't, please, please, don't, please correct me if I'm wrong there. I think they're the whirlwinds. At least I think I remember. Yeah, you're What are correct. your thoughts on the whirlwinds? Oh, thank goodness. So, the whirlwinds. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on the whirlwinds, and uh, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Um, I mean, the top ten is, is all – they're all good teams, but I think the whirlwinds may be a little underrated at this point. You know, watching their film, they are big and physical, but they got a couple of receivers that can really play, and their quarterback is good. So, they're, they're pretty balanced – approach um they they got a lot of different formations that they can run kind of their core set of plays from a bunch of different looks and uh they do a good job so this is going to be a, a real test of our character on friday oh absolutely definitely uh, one of the uh, three top 10 matches in the world of eight-man football this week it's good i think the week six poll could very well get, see some big shaking up there. Bishop Blonde definitely in the thick of it there in that eight in that eight man football ball. So, um, Coach Davis, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was good to see you last Friday night, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday against Archie. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, and thanks for coming out last Friday. Thank you so much to Bishop Blonde head coach Chuck Davis for coming on the show this week. Next matchup that we're going to preview is going to be North Andrew on the road at St. Joe Christian. This is a big matchup for the Lions as they, I thought they played a very spirited game against Bishop of Lyon last week. North Andrew coming off two straight wins as they defeated Pattonsburg and North Lake Christian. Now, I did mention in the week four um, scoreboard that um, Hayden Ecker did run for eight touchdowns. Definitely a shout out to Hayden. Definitely there. We had an opportunity to speak with the head coach of the St. Joseph Christian Lions. That would be Troy Shank. We talked about last week's game with LeBlanc and a look ahead to North Andrew. Here's our here's our interview with Troy Shank right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our eight-man portion of the Week 5 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the St. Joseph Christian Lions. That would be Troy Shank. Coach, how are you? 
I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me back. Um, looking forward to another week of football and um, seeing what our team can do. Absolutely. Um, Coach, I know that um, – I know um, it's not very indicative of just how hard you guys are working, but unfortunately another uh, – Another defeat on the win on the on the win loss column. Um, Forty four to sixteen against Bishop LeBlond. Uh, coach, um, you guys fought really hard until the very end. You guys didn't quit until the final whistle. And um, Coach Davis and Coach Davis had a lot of nice things really to say about your team. Um, coach, just um, what were your thoughts on um, this past Friday's game with LeBlond? Yeah, I think that's it. As you know, um, you said it. Our kids. Um, they fought hard. Um, we had opportunities early in the, you know, the first half where we could have, if we could have punched in a couple of touchdowns, um, you know, maybe that game's a little bit different. But, um, you know, Coach Davis and his staff do a great job. Um, they had their kids really well prepared. They made some good adjustments second half, and they kind of extended their lead a little bit. But, yeah, they're a good football team. Um, they got an excellent quarterback, Gardner, and just uh, – you know they're doing they're doing a fantastic job there, Blue Bond. And coach, um, this week another opportunity to get a win in the win column week by week. Um, North Andrew comes to St. Joe Christian this week. Um, I know North Andrews had a little bit of a rough start to the season, going starting 0-2, but they've won their last three. They've won their last two ball games, so they're they're going to be rolling heading into your place, um, coach. Just um, what have you seen from on film and um. What can we expect from this football game on Friday with North Andrew? Yeah, North Andrew, you know, they got a lot of tradition. Um, they got a lot of pride. And um, they did start a little rough this season. But, you know, they're, they're a good football team. And so they, they ran into a couple teams that might have been a little bit better than they are. But um, I think they figured some things out. And they're starting to roll. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're doing what they do best. And so they're playing physical football and they're getting after it and so you know they're going to be a really a really tough test for us on friday absolutely and i think you know i think though playing these tough opponents on your schedule will i think will do great things for you in the future uh, coach i was very impressed with your football team again on friday um thank you so much for um coming on the podcast thank you so much for your time once again and uh, good luck to you and your boys against north andrew all right thanks clifton Thank you so much, Troy Shank, Coach Troy Shank, for coming on the podcast. Appreciate that so much. Next matchup that we're going to look at is Worth County and King City. This ought to be a fun one. A lot of points. I got a feeling they're going to be scored in King City on Friday night. Should be a fun one. I think it should come down to the team that has the ball last, in my personal opinion. So between Worth County and King City, if you got the ball last, you might be in pretty good shape in this one. There's going to be a lot of points, a lot of running. This is going to be a very exciting game. This game will be streamed on the Missouri 8-Map Football Facebook page with Devin Albertson. Definitely check that out there. You'll hear from him and Anthony here in just a little bit. But right now, you're going to hear from the head coach of the King City Wildcats, Micah Breckenridge, as we talk about last week's game with Pattonsburg and a look ahead to this GRC showdown with Worth County. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our eight-man football preview for the Week 5 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the King City Wildcats, Micah Breckenridge. Coach, how are you? I am doing well. I'm glad to be here. And uh, hope everything's going good with you. 
Um, it's going great. It's almost Friday night football. It's almost here. You know, it's always a great, it's always a great week in my book when we're getting closer to that Friday night football kickoff. So, um, coach, um, last week, um, rebounded off a, off a close loss to Stanbury the week before, um, rebounded with a convincing 64 to six win over Pattonsburg, um, coach, just, um, walk us through the game. Yeah. You know, like I said, came off a, you know, tough, really good, you know, good Stanbury, uh, you know, from the Stanbury team had a great game that night, a physical game. So, you know, our kids were, you know, it, it, it was a tough game. Our kids were, you know, kind of sore and, um, you know, so it was great to, to come back and, you know, kind of, kind of get that loss, you know, in the, in the rearview mirror, uh, come back, get focused, uh, you know, on moving forward and then come out and, you know, you know, play a, play a talented, you know, Pattonsburg team. And we came out, um, I believe we, uh, you know, marched down the field, scored first, uh, got them stopped and got the ball back, um, uh, Unfortunately, we had a little miscue on a toss play that uh, um, that uh, Pattonsburg was able to uh, jump on a loose ball uh, deep in our territory, and then were able to score. So immediately, you know, they they put points on the board, uh, you know. But but from that point on, our our offense was was just clicking, and then you know the defense just continued to play, uh, you know, played really well. Uh, our cover guys did an excellent job. Um, you know, it, it was just all around. You know, our special teams did a great job. Returned, I think we had a punt return for a touchdown and maybe a kickoff. Can't remember now, but uh, yeah, just just across the board, great football game. Well, coach, this week um, another great game. It seems like those GRC games, especially all year long, those are some those are some really good football games. You got another game. Coming up this week is you're going to be at home against Worth County. Worth County, the number five team in eight-man football. King City, the number three, the number two team in eight-man football. Um, coach, just uh, what you've seen on film from Worth County and uh, what can we expect from this big-time football game on Friday night? Yeah, you know, anytime two GRC teams meet up, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a great game and, and, you know, this week we got Worth County, um, you know, comes in undefeated. Um, tons and tons of tradition up there. They just do a great job year in, year out. Uh, you know, this year being no exception, even though they had a, you know, a, a coaching turnover, uh, they're they're just, you know, continuing where they left off. So, you know, they bring in a football team that's got a lot of talent um, you know, and, and skill positions, have a lot of experience in those positions. Um, as well, you know, they got, you know, pretty big offensive line that, you know, they do a really nice job up front. Um, you know, then, you know, then their defense, uh, they're, they're just, you know, tenacious and they get after you defensively. Um, you know, so, you know, we, you know, we, we just have to focus on, you know, what we do, um, you know, try to, you know, try to execute the, the stuff that we do, you know, especially offensively. Um, you know, the defensively, we just have to, you know, make sure that we are very, you know, gap secure, uh, you know, maintain, you know, maintain our things, trust our, our teammates, uh, you know, that they're going to do their job, we're going to do our job. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those, you know, one of those matchups that, uh, you know, a few turnovers, you know, or a turnover here or there, uh, or, you know, a costly penalty, 
you know, could be the difference in the game. So it's going to come down to, uh, you know, who executes, who uh, has the least mental mistakes. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a tremendous ball game. Definitely one of the top games in the area this week. So, um, Coach Breckenridge, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. And uh, good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week in practice. And good luck to you guys on Friday against Worth County. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Always, uh, always a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Coach Breckenridge, for coming on the podcast. Now, Stanbury, number one Stanbury, was originally supposed to take on Pattonsburg this week. That game has been canceled due to COVID protocols. Other matchups are in the GRC involve Albany in a non-conference game against Platte Valley of the Highway 275. That should be a real exciting game in the Valley. Moving on to the Highway 275. This is the big matchup there. East Atchison at Rockport. Both teams 4-0. If you remember the old Tarkio-Rockport rivalry, this should be a fun one for you. We had an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the Rockport Blue Jays for the first time on the podcast. That would be Dalton Jones. We get a little look into his background, what brought him, what brought him to Rockport, and a look ahead to their matchup with East Atchison. Here's our interview with Dalton Jones right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing on with our eight-man football week five pregame show, we are here with the head coach of the Rockport Blue Jays for the first time ever on the Cliff Notes podcast. Welcome, Dalton Jones. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, high school football, football Friday night is approaching. It's fastly approaching. Some big games in eight-man football, including yours, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But, um, Coach, as a first-time guest on the podcast, and we're going to get to know you a little bit, who Coach Jones is, um, how you got into um, maybe where you went to college at, maybe some history, some background on Coach Jones, and um, how you got here to Rockport. Oh, man. Uh, well, I, am, uh, I was uh, born and raised in Rockport. Um, lived, I've lived there my entire life. Um, you know, graduated from there in 2015. Uh, played football, uh, basketball, played everything I could um, while I was there. And um, uh, once I graduated, I, I went on to uh, – I didn't have the typical college uh, experience. I didn't go to – I went to college right out of high school. Um, I went to Drury University in Springfield, Missouri. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Didn't know if I – I wanted to be a teacher initially and coach, and I just didn't know if I really wanted to do that. So um, I ended up going for a semester, and then I ended up coming home uh, – I guess I missed home a little bit more than I thought I would. So I came home and I, I began to work and uh, spent a couple of years just working. And then uh, after that, um, there was a coaching job. The assistant coaching job at the school was open. And uh, I'd done a few scouting jobs and things like that for the coaches. And they asked, and I asked if I could apply. And they said yes, and they hired me. Uh, thank God that they did. And I got a, I got a coach under uh, uh, coach, uh, coach Ross Hastert, who was – my high school coach and uh, got a coach under him and coach Donnie Parsons um, and uh, really got really learned the game of football, um, learned how to coach and, and learned different things um, that they were doing at the time, which was really fun. Spent two years under coach Hastert. Um, and in that time I, I went back to school. I started going to Peru state college in Nebraska. Um, then as I was finishing up, well, I wasn't quite finishing up, but about halfway through my degree work, coach Hastert leaves. And uh, the head coaching job came comes open, and I just happened to throw my my uh, my name out there to, to do it, and uh, um, got hired on while I was still in college. So I was still trying to get my degree. I was not a teacher for the first few years, 
um, and I was uh, coaching there. And then I ended up leaving Peru um, and went over to Northwest Missouri State in Maryville um, to, to finish up my degree work. And uh, while I was still coaching, while I was still the head coach, started coaching some other sports as well at the school. And uh, finally, um, this year, I finished up my degree work. I'm still actually finishing it up, but I am hired as a teacher, so I'm in the building more. And uh, this will be my third year. This is – I'm finishing up my third year as the head football coach. Um, I'll coach – I've coached a weightlifting program for a few years now, and I've coached basketball, and I've coached a little bit of junior high track as well. So uh, I've, I've kind of – I'm paying my dues, I guess, if you say right now. But uh, I, I'm, I am a teacher now, and I've been – uh, like I said, I've been coaching for five years total now, and I, 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 I don't regret a thing. It's been a long road, but it's been fun, and I enjoy what I'm doing, and I enjoy, enjoy being where I'm at. So it's uh, been a lot of fun. Well, Coach, congratulations on getting your degree. That's definitely a big task there. And um, I want to talk about definitely coming home. Um, I know um, a, lot of, a lot of coaches, you know, maybe have that, that dream job of maybe coming back home to their alma mater. Was that anything um, – was that anything you ever thought of, like, you know, coming back to your alma mater and being a head coach and kind of, you know, giving back a little bit, like what's been given to you in your time there? Oh, certainly. Certainly, yes. Uh, you know, when I was – so when I was a kid, um, I really I, – this, this is all I ever wanted to do uh, as a kid. Uh, but I think when you, when you get out of high school, sometimes when you have your heart set on one thing forever – and you, you actually now you're pursuing it, you kind of just get a little um, lost, I think, in, in some of the shuffle. And I certainly did. Uh, maybe I wasn't hanging out with the best crowd either. That, that probably had something to do with it. But uh, we, you know, I just, I always had that want of, man, okay, if I want to coach, if I want to teach, I want to do it at Rockport. Um, because I love the school. I've loved it since I was a kid. It gave me so much, um, you know, taught me the game of football. I fell in love with it. Um, and I just, I always wanted to teach here. And, um, the job came available and uh, I have just, I have just been lucky so many times just with this, just getting the assistant coach's job, then getting the, the, the head coaching job and then getting my teaching job. I've just been so lucky um, that it's been able to work out in my timeline. Um, and I, I just, I'm so grateful and so happy to be here. Um, yeah. And, and you're right to give back to the community is, is the most important thing. I want to give back to what, give the kids the experiences that I had, um, give the school, take the school to uh, help, help build the school uh, back up into different ways that maybe uh, we haven't been here recently. And I, and I, and I just, I just, I, I really enjoy it and I am passionate about it and man, it's just, um, it's just a blast. I, I just, I'm just so thankful and so grateful um, for everything the school's given me. And I, all I can do is just try to um, help it um, go into the next generation. And uh, like you said, give back. And that's, that's just that's super important to me. Uh, that that's a that's a great amazing story, um, Coach. Let's talk football now. Um, let's talk about um, some of the players on your football team. Um, who are who? If they were to go to a Rockport football game for the first time, who would be some of those players on the offensive end that um, people would probably need to get real acquainted with real quick? Oh, I'd say definitely uh, somebody like Micah Makings. Um, he's been uh, he's been he's been taking some a lot of leaps forward here this year. Um, took some steps forward last year too, but he's he has really taken over the role as a really really good player for us. Um, really commanding um, our offense, um, you know, runs the ball hard, and improved last Friday that he could throw the ball some too. So um, that was really really cool to see him make those those steps forward or those those gross steps forward. Uh, but another guy is Philip Heron, who's 
stepped up. I mean, if you've, if you've come to Rockport football, you've heard of the Heron, uh, a Heron name for the last four years. Uh, um, it's actually his cousin, uh, Joey, uh, was our, was our, was our best player last year. As far as a running back, he's rushed for, he has the school record in eight man for rushing yards, like 2,500 yards or something like that. And, and Philip has, has stepped up and he's kind of carrying on that family name, I guess. And, He's out there uh, playing hard, rushing hard, uh, making the right plays, making the right cuts, and he—I he, mean—he's just so quick. But then there's another young guy this year that's really stepped up that maybe people really didn't expect to, um, and that's a sophomore. His name is Dakota Evans. He is just—he's um, amazed us as far as our, his athleticism, his quickness, um, and his ability to 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 run the ball hard consistently. Um, it's it's been fun to watch uh, him him this year so far um, and I'm excited to see what he can do going forward um, then on the offensive line I mean you got guys like Jarrett Hunter who's just who's playing really well for us as well he's a big guy big big strong guy um, you know pulls hard uh, blocks hard um, does the right things you also got other guys Aiden Burke um, who's been kind of dinged up but play has but has played really well for us um, and I, I'm just so so grateful and um, to see those guys make those steps and I and I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward uh, but those guys for sure um, you know, they, they stand out, um, out there for sure. I can't forget about the defensive side coach. I know that, uh, maybe a lot of your guys play both ways. Um, you know, talk about how they figure into the uh, defensive side and if there's any other guys on the defense that, that figures, um, that are stepping up for you guys. Yeah. Uh, defensively, um, uh, a lot of, uh, we, we play both ways. I mean, we have to, we're so small, um, in numbers and, and and just in general, right now we have uh, we only have two two seniors, so a lot of these guys are underclassmen that are out there playing, um, and they've been playing for for multiple years now playing varsity football. But um, one guy that I didn't mention necessarily on offense, and and he's still he's still a key role in our offense, but on defense especially is Colton Stevens, uh, plays a linebacker position for us, um, and he just flies around and, and likes to hit, likes to loves that linebacker spot. He's been playing, he's been starting for four years. Um, and he's just been playing really well for us, making good tackles, flowing hard, um, getting off blocks, and 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 going to the ball. Um, but then guys like Philip Heron is also do, is is playing linebacker for us as well, and he's I mean, gosh, he's 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 making some unbelievable reads um, to and flows that that just kind of amaze us on film um, how he's able to read it and get there qu- as quick as he does. But we do have good D. Uh, I think uh, the DNs are, are are playing really well, which are Jarrett Hunter and and Micah Makings, those guys really stand out. Um, and then Aiden Burke's playing in the defensive backfield uh, for us, and he's standing out a lot too. So um, those guys right there, those, uh, what was it, five or six guys, they, they really, um, really stand out for us on defense. Well, Coach, you got yourselves um, a, right now a 4-0 record um, into the regular season so far, including last week's game at Nottaway Valley. Um, down by 10. You guys came back and racked up 56 points in a row. And usually, you kind of, you know, the scoring in eight-man football, sometimes it's so fast. So a lot of times, no lead is safe in eight-man football. But, um, Coach, just talk about that football game. And just, um, you know, maybe, maybe ordinary teams would kind of, you know, give up after being down, you know, a certain amount. But talk about the resolve of your football team to come back and not only take the lead – but go way beyond that by scoring 56 in a row. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was that was a fun game. Um, we kind of had to look at each other on the sidelines sometimes and just be like, "What is going on?" I mean, this is this is this is uh, this is fun to watch. But uh, no, it, you you t- you hit it. You you hit the word right. I mean, the resolve in our team. Of, um, you know, we easily you know easily could have gave up. I mean, you know, it would just been we could have been in a shootout and and uh, just just stopped really working as hard as we we were and and I think they I think we got so hyped up before that game that it just we just played a little uptight and we just were a little bit shocked at maybe what they were doing and then once we kind of just settled down and and started playing football it just all started clicking and um you know we we had to go into our I I wouldn't call it our bags of tricks but just some stuff maybe that we um had been practicing but maybe I didn't necessarily feel super comfortable running because we we weren't really doing well in practice with it but we but we were practicing it and doing it well, and we um, uh, we were just swinging the ball around. And I I I I'm not I'm not known to be the the, the passing coach. I'm a run first guy. I just always have been. I don't know why. It's maybe my junior high coach um, that I had, Coach Gaines. He he was always a run first guy, and so I think I inherited that a little bit from him that mindset. And uh, I knew the way they were playing us. We had to pass the ball. We were going to have to pass the ball. Um, and uh, we just I mean. Micah was just sitting in the pocket and just throwing some balls up that um, kind of made me cringe a little bit, but he was, we were converting them and uh, um, they were open and they were the right reads. So I, uh, I, you know, we were, we were just doing well. And, and, and like you said, I mean, we easily could have gave up um, and we just kept fighting and that shows a lot of character, a lot of, a lot of courage in our team. And I think it helps us moving forward um, to make the steps of growth, growth that we need on this team. Um, and we and we still have a lot of room to improve. Don't get me wrong, but uh, um, you know those those things like that really um, give us some confidence going forward as far as what we can do, what stuff, what play calls we can make, uh, you know who we can throw to, who we can who we can run the ball to, and um, and then and then just on defense in general. I mean, we you know they were running some things maybe we weren't ready for, and uh, we were able to make quick adjustments and, and figure out what they were doing pretty quickly. And that, that tells me a lot, especially on a defensive standpoint, that, these, that our kids, uh, they don't want to give up. They want to keep fighting, and um, they want to keep playing football. And that, that excites me moving forward. I mean, regardless of how, you know, our season ends, for instance, uh, that excites me knowing that we have that in us to, uh, to keep moving forward no matter what. And, and our motto this year has been one play at a time, too. So, um, you know, if we're playing one play at a time, then, then you know, whatever they just did, okay, well, we'll, we'll just figure it out. Let's do the next play. We're on to the next play. And so I think that mindset's starting to carry into um, our season, into our practice. And um, I, t- I tell you, it's just been fun. It's just been fun to watch these guys grow. So, Well, Coach, let's talk about this week. You guys uh, have earned a spot in the top ten in eight-man football. You guys are going to be going into a rivalry game. I remember the old Rockport-Tarkio games. Um no matter the record, you know, those the, that's always a great rivalry there on the football field. But now Tarkio and Tarkio and Fairfax, they're known as East Atchison now. Um, the Wolves bring one of the best defenses in eight-man football to the table, a top-five ranking um, coach. Just um, what you've seen on film from East Atchison and um, what can we expect from the football game on Friday? Oh, you know, they're – you know, you hit it, hit it right there. They've got one of the best defenses in the state, and um, there's just no way around it. I mean, they're just well coached. They've been grooming these kids for 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 four years now that are playing on that defense. And gosh, they're just they're just they're just physical. They're strong, and 
and they and they fly around and and it it, it is you know it, they're you know coach Barons does a really good job coach Dotson as well does a really really good job with those boys over there and um it's 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 going to be you know what we see on film is they're just super disciplined they like to fly around and and they um they love the option and that uh you know that that always put uh, poses a little bit of some trouble for for teams and um um you know i, I just expect I just want to see our guys go out there and, and match their physicality and play super hard. Um, and, and again, just play one play at a time. I just expect, I would like to see us just go out there and, and, and do those things, do the right things that we've been teaching in practice and, and making the right plays. And I, and I, and I do, I do like um, our chances that way uh, to move the ball and, and to stop them. And, I, and, and it excites me. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. I do. I, I think we'll, um, well, it'll be a really, really tough game to, to, to move the ball and to make the stops. But if we can make them, if we can do the right things that we've been um, working towards, I, I do think it'll be an exciting one, exciting finish. So, um, it, uh, you know, just it, again, it just depends on our resolve and how quickly we can forget about one play and, and move on. Because we know that, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's football. When you play good teams, I mean, you know they're going to have their days. You know they're going to have their plays. And we know we're going to have ours at some point. And, we just got to find them and we got to keep fighting and keep, keep, um, keep going. And I, I think, you know, I think maybe, um, a few, maybe a few calls go our way and we, we might be, um, in, in a dog fight. So, um, I'm super excited for the opportunity. I really am. I'm just excited for, for our boys to have the opportunity to play a really, really good football team on our home field, um, and get out there and try to just, just, just do, just do everything we've been working towards. And so, um, if we, if we do those things, I mean, that's all you can ask for. So, um, and and I, I'm just excited for the opportunity. Well, Coach, that's going to be a one of three top ten matches this week in eight-man football. Um, Coach Jones, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the first time, taking time out of your week to come join me to talk Rockport football. Um, I want to wish you and your boys good luck this week and the rest of the week in practice. And um, good luck to you guys on Friday against East Atchison. All right. Thanks, Clifton. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Dalton Jones, for coming on the podcast for the first time. Truly do appreciate that. Other matchups in the Highway 275 include Mound City on the road at Nottaway Valley, DeKalb is at South Holt, and Stewartsville Osborne, the Wild Cards, are at Southwest Livingston. To put a wrap-up on the eight-man portion of this pregame show, we always hear from Missouri eight-man football, Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, we talk about the three big top ten matchups in A-Man football. We break them all down for you. Here's my conversation with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane right now. We are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're still continuing on with our eight-man football week five pregame show. And like I say every single week, we couldn't have an eight-man week five pregame show without the two experts of eight-man football. We got Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. Welcome back, gentlemen, to the show. Hello. Hello. Always good to be here. Always good to – you guys are definitely one of my favorite parts of the podcasting week, so I'm definitely glad to have you guys on. So, um, gentlemen, um, week four of the eight-man football season is in the books. Um, have any have, – you gentlemen have any thoughts or anything that stuck out to you? Uh, you know, I think for the most part, week four went about um, as I thought it would. Uh, I was impressed with Platte Valley. I thought uh, South Holt would rebound after a big loss and really uh, kind of handled them. But Platte Valley held their own and what looked like an 11-man type score. 
<laughs> that was 2018 in that game. South Pole be able to eke out a win there, but definitely impressive showing from Platte Valley, another team that's kind of on the fringe of your listening area here with Bramer putting up 52 points against Oreg. I thought it was impressive. I know um, Oreg's new running back, Blake Buchanan, set a couple of mission records there in that game, the 90 to 52 win. But uh, just for them to be competitive like that a little bit more than they have been in the past, that was kind of nice to see with Bramer. I think everything else pretty much uh, was a chalk week in week four. What a great week of games for competitive wise uh, for most of the games around the state. A lot of top tier teams playing some bottom feeders kind of deal. So a uh, bit fun week. Week five is um, absolutely loaded though. Yeah, but gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's get to it because week five is loaded. We got three ranked matches with teams in the top 10 this week. And I'll start since I'm in St. Joseph. We're going to start in the city of St. Joseph as Bishop of Laud will make the trip to Archie this week to take on the whirlwind. So, uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on this matchup between Bishop LeBlanc and Archie? Um, I'll go first with this one. Um, I like Archie a lot. Me and Coach Smith talked quite a bit over the summer and going into the season kind of deal. I like what they have done down there with their offense. Then they kind of do. I think Coach Smith is one of the better offensive minds in eight-man. Um, Briar McIntyre is their quarterback. They got um, Caden Sutton who was Dylan Sutton's uh, younger brother, Dylan with the All-Star game last year, was a really good player. Uh, Caden's only a sophomore, so he's kind of developing into his own kind of deal. But Archie, they're a young team. You know, Anthony went and saw him a few weeks ago, and a lot of juniors and sophomores, but they're talented juniors and sophomores that are really, as the year goes on, they're getting a little bit stronger. They had a tough matchup with Jasper last week. They won by 12. And I think Archie needed that game to kind of get um, a sense for playing a decent team going forward. They got LeBlanc this week and then at Drexel next week. So they got two big games here in back-to-back weeks for Archie. And I think it's going to be a really fun football game. I'm not sure with LeBlanc how healthy they are in certain positions. I just haven't heard them the last couple of weeks. They've had a couple of lower-level games kind of deal where they've kind of been able to pull out wins. Um, but they're an interesting team. It should be a really fun matchup. It was a, weekend, a matchup I almost went to this week before deciding on the North County King City. Yeah, and I think for both teams, it's a really important week. Uh, I don't know if either team has been playing – um, as well as they are capable of the last few weeks. Um, I know with LeBlanc, there's been a lot of injuries. Um, I think for them, after you know, kind of struggling uh, with St. Joe Christian last week, and, you know, they pulled away in the second half, I think it's a big week for them. Um, mm-hmm. Neither team has really played uh, a tough opponent yet this season. Um, so I think that'd be a great test for both of them. You know, with Archie, you love their size, um, even, you know, Briar McIntyre is a sophomore, uh, but he'd be a big senior in eight-man football. Um, for him, it's it's still a learning process, you know, as a sophomore. Uh, Caden Sutton looks like his brother. Uh, I don't want to say he's as good as his brother yet, uh, but he has flashes where he, you know, he's capable of doing that. Um, and they're really, really solid up front, which would be my concern going into this week if you're LeBlanc. Um, and you're not 100%, you don't have Reggie Love, um, that could be, you know, maybe what decides this game is just the size of Archie. Um, but, you know, for LeBlanc, this is a huge game. Um, yeah, for you, sure. You, know, you, played, you played North Andrew, um, an injured North Andrew team. Um, so this is, you know, a great week for you guys to improve yourself. I think this is a game where teams can kind of start um, delineating themselves in the rankings a little bit. We can kind of figure out who actually belongs where in the media rankings with ranked teams actually starting to play each other a little bit more here in the next couple of weeks. This is a really good gauge game for both of these teams to kind of see where they're at with teams, not only from this area, but also outside the area. It's good to see a North versus South kind of crossover game. And um, kudos to these teams for getting this on the schedule again, back-to-back years and 
should be a really fun matchup between Archie and LeBlanc. And I like this matchup here. This is going to be the fun one, I think. And this is probably going to be the eight-man football game of the week. Both of you guys will be in the house for this one in King City as we got Worth County and King City. Both these teams have been scoring a ton of points. Uh, both teams are the top five. I believe they're the top five in eight-man football, if I looked correctly. So, um, so um, gentlemen, just your thoughts on this big matchup, not only just for the matchup, for the GRC, everything. Yeah, you know, I went in the last week with Worth County wondering how they would play against Albany. Though Albany's been down, they're still a well-coached team um, because they really hadn't played a tough opponent uh, this season aside from South Holt. Um, and they went in there and just demolished uh, Albany. Alex Reinhardt, um, he's battling for maybe the best running back in the state. Um, you know, he's averaging 18 yards a carry. Um, and that team is just rolling. Um, and, you know, with him coming back after kind of a year off, I wondered how long it would take them to get that chemistry going. It, it hasn't taken long, um, you know, and then you add in Aiden Gladstone, you know, he's averaging 92 yards a game passing, uh, still runs the ball really well. Um, so I think with this one, it's going to be it maybe as simple as Alex Reinhardt versus Parker Muff um, and which, which team can kind of slow down the other one um defensively yeah for sure these two guys come in uh number one number two in the state in rushing yards from what i've been able to see across the state um uh, reinhardt 822 yards averaging just over 200 yards a game muff at 699 yards he's second place over 100 yards behind so two really good running backs that play behind some pretty good size off the line i think king city has the advantage a little bit up front uh with their line play but it should be a really fun matchup and Two kids who are just hard runners. It's the one thing you like to see there. They're both use some power and both have enough speed to get away from defenders as well when they get on the open field. So that's the reason why I kind of put it up to Twitter and kind of hope that this would be the game just because I wanted to see kind of the two best uh, pure running backs in the state kind of go at each other a little bit, and it should be a lot of fun. And uh, Muff is also a really good defensive player, as is Reinhardt. So it's not just like an offense. They're just one-way players on defense. Muff's a really good DN, and Reinhardt is the soul of that defense for Worth County. And I know Worth County – as Anthony said, beat South Holt week one and Albany week four. The weeks two and three, they were able to plow through some lower competition. Uh, King C was able to beat a healthy North Andrew team at the time and then um, barely lose a stand break a couple weeks ago. Um, so they've been a little more battle tested so far than North County has. So I think King City has a little bit of an advantage, but this is a swing either way game. And for King City, you have to win this game and hope Worth County beat Stanbury later in the year so you can possibly try champs in the GRC. So it's a huge matchup for King City is that being three and one. Yeah, and, you know, for Worth County, this is your shot um, to prove it because, yep. you know, all off season and even uh, the first month of the season, it's been Stanbury King City who's going to win that conference. This is a chance for you to do that. Um, and that's, that's kind of the fun of the GRC is, you know, you have North Andrew now getting healthy. Uh, you know, if the season ends and there's a four-way tie for first, I think that's possible. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, just, you know, the top four in that conference is really, really good. Um, and, you know, like Devin said, Worth County can really uh, gain a lot of ground in winning that. Um, and for King City, it's really important that you don't lose this game um, if winning the conference is one of your goals, which it should be. Yeah, and for King City, this is, our, I think, their last huge game of the year. I know they got Rockport next week. I think they're a much better team than Rockport. Then they got, like, Skyler, Albany, St. Joe Christian. So their last part of their schedule is pretty easy for King City. 
Worth County has the opposite issue. I mean, they got King City this week. They got Oric, who's ranked in the top 10, Pattonsburg, and they finished the year at home versus North Andrew and Stanbury. So their final five weeks, they got some grueling schedules there. Uh, probably the second toughest schedule behind Stanbury, who has some really tough games the last three weeks of the year. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Worth County, this is where they need to start ramping up and kind of get into their season a little bit and see uh, where they kind of align with the other big dogs in the state. Definitely. You could check out that game. If you're not able to make it to King City, you can check it out on the Missouri 8-Man Football Facebook page. Kevin will be live streaming the game. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to following that on Twitter. The last uh, top 10 matchup that we're going to talk about is a little bit of a rivalry game. If you've been used to those Tarkio Rockport 11-man football games from back in the day, East Atchison and Rockport are hooking it up here. Rockport, a good chance really to prove, you know, maybe they haven't played the toughest schedule in eight-man football yet, this is a huge opportunity for them to maybe get that signature win this season because you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. Not only does East Atchison come up on their schedule, King City's on their schedule too. So this is a huge two weeks for Rockport. Just your thoughts on the matchup between the Wolves and the Blue Jays. Well, both teams have had a pretty light schedule so far this year. I know um, EA, they've beaten South Holt, and that's been the toughest team they've played. Uh, beating up on Nolly Valley, DeCab, and Southwest Livingston a bit. So they're going to schedule might ramp up a little bit here. This got Stanbury later in the year. This is their first kind of test outside the South Holt game kind of deal. I want to see how they respond to it. But their defense is really good. And the big difference between EA and Rockport right now is we all know EA is a good team from years past, and they've built towards this. And it's kind of a team we expect to be good year in, year out. Well, Rockport has been a team over the last three or four years, would start 3-0, and 4-0, and 3-1 kind of deal and then play this game and hit a wall the rest of the year and finish below 500. So we need to see Rockport kind of prove themselves before we kind of believe in them. Unlike East Ashton, we've seen over the past three or four years, can withstand it for a full season playing tougher games as well. That's what I'm going to look at here. How does Rockport do with the step up in competition? Because their toughest game this year was Platte Valley, who was missing half their starters, over half their starters due to COVID. So they really haven't been tested this year. So that's, I think, the big differential. I think EA, their defense is just so good. I know Rockport has a staple of running backs that are pretty good. Uh, but EA is just so good defensively. I, don't, I see a hard time for Rockport to get going in this game. You know, I don't know if this rivalry gets as much love as it should. Um, you know, when I first started covering this, um, and the joke always was that Tarkio and Fairfax kind of put their swords away and bond over their hatred for Rockport. Uh, Your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I, I personally, I've been impressed. Um, when I saw Rockport in the Jamboree, they – they looked awful. They did not look good at all. Um, Platte Valley looked better than them. Not away Valley looked better than them. Um, and since then, they've kind of turned it on and at least done what they've, they're supposed to do. Um, what's interesting to me this year has been Micah Makings, who's averaging 91 yards passing a game. And for Rockport, that is insane. <laughs> He's thrown 25 passes. Like, you know, I joked about this past weekend. That's got to be a school record. Um, now, while they torched I, Valley in the air, they torched him in the air last week. Yeah. And while I don't know that they have a great chance this week, um, I think they're, if they can kind of run the ball like they do and sneak in a few of those passes, um, I think, you know, they could make it at least interesting for a while um, because. After seeing East Atchison, it's hard for me to pick anyone going up against them, really, unless, you know, you get into the King City, Worth County, Stanbury-type matchups. 
but I do think that the way they've played um, maybe built up some confidence and really kind of figured some things out. Um, I think they could make this interesting. Um, that being said, I thought South Holt could make it interesting against East Atchison. We saw how that went. Um, but I, I do believe that uh, after seeing both teams, Rockport has a little bit more talent, at least in the backfield um, and different options than maybe South Holt. Um, so mm -hmm. I kind of hope, you know, I like Dalton Jones. Uh, I think he does a good job with what he has. Um, so I think they could make this interesting for a while at least. Yeah, and I want to shout out because Rockport, we've said that back with a lot of um, horses back there. Mike Megan's a quarterback. Uh, Philip Heron, Joey Heron's little brother, back there running back as well as uh, Dakota Evans. So they got three guys who all have at least six touchdown rushings this year. So they kind of spread the spread the love around quite a bit there in Rockport in their backfield. So they do a good job with that. And they're, they're an interesting team with this. And you saw them last week. They fell behind the Norway Valley by 10 early in that game. They put the turbo on and scored 56 straight points and kind of blew that game out of the water. They cannot have that start versus East Ashton because Easy Ashton will not let them back in the game if that happens. So they have to start out hot this week if they want a chance to beat um, Kayla Merriweather, Josh Smith, and company there. Um, Aaron Sluter for East Ashton. There's a lot of good players, a lot of seniors on that East Ashton team. They're just really good players. There's always a Heron. There's always a Heron. <laughs> always. It seems like there's always, you know, whether it's at Rockport, you know, whether there's always a Sheber at Stanbury or, um, you know, it yeah. seems like there's always a last name somewhere. So, um, Gentlemen, we call this um, – in, in college football, you call it separation Saturday. We call it separation Friday, maybe a little bit in eight-man football. Um, gentlemen, definitely you could check out um, Devin and Anthony's work. You could check out the Missouri eight-man football Twitter page. You could check out the Facebook page. Um, Devin's got stats all taken care of there from pinned to the eight-man football Twitter page. Um, Straight Up Sports with Devin, the Anthony Crane podcast with Anthony Crane, and um, shout-out to former Pattonsburg head coach Scott Cavan. Um, Coach, we still love you. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and talking eight-man football. I always enjoy talking with you guys, and uh, good luck to both of you guys and your coverage in King City. Yeah, thanks, Cliff. And yeah, the Missouri Eight-Man Football Facebook Live will have our game, and I believe KMA will have a stream for the EA Rockport game. If you're interested in that as well, I want to give my buddy Trevor Mater a shout-out with that. He does a lot of good work up there at KMA. Uh, so we'll have the game on that as well. So a couple of good – Top 10 matchups will be streamed online if you guys want to watch those as well. But I, I prefer you go to my game. But if mine turns out to be a blowout and there's a closer, that game is also available. Yeah, I appreciate you having us on as always. Um, the last few weeks have been a bit tough. Just there haven't been great matchups. Um, but moving forward the rest of the season, there seems to be great ones every week. Um, and, yep. you know, the separation isn't going to happen. You know, we <laughs> – for the last few weeks, the top 10 has basically been copy and paste. Um, but this week, they're, they're, we're going to find out some things. So, yep, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you so much, Devin and Anthony, for coming on the show once again. We're going to run down a quick rundown of the Kansas schedule here real quick. Troy is on the road at Pleasanton. Harmon is at Atchison. Republic County at Moor Hill. Riverside at St. Mary's. Halton at Sabetha, Hiawatha at Rock Creek, ACCHS at Nemaha Central, Jeff County North at Horton, and the Donovan West in eight-man football action at Washington County. That will be a wrap on the Week 5 pregame show. We will have a Week 5 postgame show tomorrow night after all the games are going down. We thank you so much for your listenership. Thank you guys, all the coaches that came on a talk this week. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the games. 
on Friday night. And until then, take care, everybody.